0: I'm Bharat. I'm a mathematician. My wife and I started this podcast so that we could know about each other's research. She's with me right now. She's a biologist. Hi Shweta.
1: Hi. What are we talking about today?
0: I saw the news that there was this company called Deep Mind. That's all some sort of protein folding problem. Can you tell me what this problem is?
1: Yeah, um, it's actually really big news in in the field of biology, especially molecular biology, and everyone on Twitter is is going crazy about it. But what have you heard about it before?
0: Uh, I go on. Honestly, not much, and I was just hoping you would tell me everything about everything.
1: Okay, uh, okay. Do you know what a protein is?
0: Everyone tells me that I should eat a lot of protein to stay healthy, but honestly, not much beyond that.
1: Do you know what? a protein does inside the body
0: uh it's supposed to build something yeah.
1: yeah 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 so yeah all that that horrid protein powder that you eat does have some function the proteins are within our cells they are, these are the molecules that do things that keep our cells functioning so yeah so that's why you eat protein um that's why your your body also makes proteins from smaller components called amino acids does that Does that make sense? Is that in the realm of what you've learned in high school?
0: Yeah, I think that rings a bell. Yeah. Proteins and amino acids.
1: Yeah, yeah. So a protein is... uh, You must have... sort of This sentence must have come verbatim in high school. A protein is a sequence of amino acids. Okay. Um, So yeah, that is what a protein is. It's this molecule in the cell that does things, that does important things, right? Like one of the important things that a protein does, for example, is... um, when you respond, an antibody is a protein. So everyone's okay. talking about the sars covid um, antibodies. Our body produces these proteins to try and fight off new infections, new waves of infection by okay. the same virus. Um, so yeah, proteins are important. But the way they are produced in the cell is they aren't produced as these fully formed molecules, right? Just like the bed at home was not a fully formed bed, but had to be assembled by us after we got the pieces from Ikea. Okay. The protein has, it has to be actually assembled in the cell first. Okay. And it has to be assembled from a single string of amino acids as a starting point.
0: Okay.
1: So, you know, when, the, when the, se- the protein is first produced in the cell, it's this, it's like a flat a necklace, a long necklace of beads. There can be 20 possible beads because there are 20 possible amino acids. So, yeah, I, I think of it in my head like a like a string with differently colored and differently shaped beads. So some beads are very small, some beads are very large, and you have this these proteins which could have as many as thousands of amino acids or hundreds of amino acids and they have to be assembled.
0: Okay.
1: And assembly is the same as folding, which is how does this if you take this necklace in your hand and fold it up, how what shape does it take?
0: Okay.
1: How does it act? What is the shape that is required for it to perform its function?
0: Okay, so to summarize, I want to think of protein as a long necklace with beads, where the beads are the amino acids, and I need, and I need to fold this necklace or this protein into the cell, and that's the problem. Not
1: into the cell, inside the cell.
0: Inside the cell, yeah, and that's the problem.
1: I mean, the problem is what what shape do these proteins take
0: okay. once
1: they fold, okay. and that's the protein folding problem. Yeah.
0: Okay. So what did Google do? So did Google invent a new microscope so that we could see these protein structures more I carefully? Mean, Google
1: did, what Google did was create this company called DeepMind and DeepMind, uh, which is a research institution that applies, I think applies, tries to apply deep, deep, uh, deep learning to a bunch of problems, important problems. One of them was the protein folding problem. Um, so until now, other people had been using both machine learning and microscopy to, to try and identify how proteins fold. Okay. Like Obviously, microscopy is the best method out there because you're literally looking at the protein under the microscope, right? You're actually crystallizing the protein in a, on a plate or in a, in a tube. I don't know. I'm not an experimentalist. Yeah. But you're essentially looking at the protein and then seeing and measuring how it looks. But uh, this is just really hard. This is hard. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. Some proteins are very hard to visualize under a microscope for various reasons because they don't crystallize easily, so they're just, you know. Okay. There's a bunch of technical reasons that I'm not super familiar with that make it really hard. So we have a bunch of proteins for which we have these structures known, but uh, it's knowing this for all human proteins is has been really difficult so far.
0: Okay, so if Google didn't invent a new microscope, what did they do?
1: So they took the linear sequence of amino acids, right? So we know the sequences of all these proteins. Okay. Yeah. So we they took the sequences of of a protein. Let's say we know we want to know how the SARS-CoV protein folds.
0: Wait. So just okay. to go back, yeah. we know for every protein we know the sequence, but we don't know how it folds. Exactly. Okay. Sorry. So
1: let's say you st- you want this. You find this new protein, this immune protein in your body that is responsible for um that's the protein to which that initial SARS virus okay. binds right It's that receptor protein if you want to know how it falls what used to is what at least deep minded is they took the sequence of this protein so that sequence of amino acids and essentially compared built this algorithm that compared this sequence with other sequences with all the other known protein sequences some of those protein sequences have their structures known so it's like using known structures mm-hmm. to predict a new structure. The way that happens is through this black box of machine learning, which I'm not going to go into because I'm in no way an expert. Uh-huh. But very roughly, that's their conceptual model. Does that? I don't know. I don't know if that was clear. Uh,
0: so let me try to summarize, and then you can correct me if I go wrong. Uh huh. Um, so we have, so using microscopy, we have some models or some. Yes, we know the structures of some proteins, and then we use machine learning algorithms to try and guess the shapes of other proteins.
1: Yeah, yeah, that about sums it up, yeah.
0: So how good are these machine learning algorithms when you compare them with uh, microscopy techniques?
1: Until now, until DeepMind's cool new algorithm, I don't think we were that good. So, you know, on a scale of 0 to 100... Um, experimental structures would rate above 90 like 95 let's say right which meant which means that the protein structure we have a very good idea of protein structure at, at you know we not just know how um the beads where the beads are but can also say the bead is turned a little way slightly for example you know so very small scale details for experimental methods are pretty good um machine learning methods have not been that good so you know on a scale of 1 to 100, they perhaps score 70-ish, 70-75. DeepMind now has a median score, so an average score of 84, So, which is the closest we've gotten to these experimentally determined structures. Okay. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it, it's, again, this is all second-hand knowledge because I'm not a protein, um, I don't work on proteins, but uh, it feels like a big jump from yeah. what was done before, Right and suddenly because of this in, of this jump what this means is that we can predict the structure of a lot more proteins
0: i see that's really exciting so it's very close to ninety ninety five.
1: 95 yeah i mean i mean a lot of proteins already have you know scores of 95 i i said the mean score or the average score was 84 so um a lot of proteins have been determined to fairly to really high levels of accuracy um and I'm guessing that, you know, with tweaks to this algorithm, whenever it's released and whenever um, it improves, we're going to get better and better and better.
0: So should someone like me who knows nothing about biology be excited by this? Do you think this would cure new diseases?
1: I think everyone should be excited about everything to do with biology. So yes, you definitely should. Um I, yeah, I guess eventually I can think of how it would be useful in curing diseases. But maybe I, let me tell you how it can definitely be super helpful in predicting whether a person is going to get a disease or not. Like, a lot of us have these mutations mm-hmm. in protein sequences. So, for example, I could have a mutation in my hemoglobin protein, right? That just changes one amino acid. Okay. Now, how does that one amino acid actually affect the protein shape? That, we, don't, we couldn't do that till now, right? Because to do that experimentally would have been very difficult. We would have had to go into a cell, create this fake, um, fake hemoglobin protein with, with my mutation, and then try and test, is this protein functioning properly? Is it folding properly? But now, with this algorithm, we can directly measure how is this mutated al, uh, hemoglobin performing. Mm-hmm. And that can immediately help disease prediction a lot better, I think. So that's one immediate sort of application of this, of this result I see. that I'm very excited about because I study mutations. So,
0: uh-huh. And just to get a sense of how many people went behind to building this algorithm, is it one person, two people, three people?
1: It's not one person at all. So I don't know the team at DeepMind. I haven't read their conference paper. I wasn't at the talk. And they haven't published their paper yet. So I think that makes a lot of these details still unknown. But my guess is, I don't know, there's maybe 50, 200 people in that team. I don't know. But really bright people. But I can't imagine this being a one-person effort. I'm guessing this is a huge team effort. Because this kind of science is also really cool because it's probably a team of like biologists, biophysicists, computer engineers, computer scientists. And they're all coming together to solve this one common problem. So it's like, it's team science. And uh, And adding to that, it's not like they're building a method from scratch, right? They are working off these existing protein structures and those have been created by like, thousands of scientists independently. Those structures have been made available on, on a website for for these guys to use in their algorithm. So, I don't know. Um, it's it's definitely not... I'm, I'm guessing there's not going to be one person who's going to win the Nobel for this, but I don't know.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think it was my bias speaking where math is usually most research in math is done by one person, two people, three people maybe five people uh, so this is really exciting to know that science is really a collaborate can be a collaborative effort
1: you know that, I'm in meetings all day what do you think I do <laughs> yeah. in those meetings?
0: so next time can we talk about genes?
1: no, we're talking about uh, prime numbers and why you care about them so
0: much Let's talk about prime numbers next time.
1: Okay. Bye.
0: Bye.